Welcome to Unchain Your Inner Strength Podcast. This is a podcast where we empower spiritual entrepreneurs to create a soulful life and business aligned to who you truly are. I am your host, Maria C. Krause, and I am passionate about helping women find the way back to their authentic selves. We achieve this by writing and sharing your unique story and become a best-selling author. Needless to say, one of my favorite things to do is read and write. I am also fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I freaking love ice cream, tons of it. In this podcast, I invite special guests from all different backgrounds and niches of expertise to share with you their most divine and mind-blowing tips and tools to help you thrive in all areas of your life. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of Unchained Your Strength Podcast for Spiritual Entrepreneurs. And today we have a very special guest all the way from Utah, Nicole Terrell. How are you, Nicole? I'm good, Maria. Thank you so much for having me. Nicole, I am so looking forward to this interview. I'm just like really excited and love especially um, Nicole is a trauma-informed manifestation coaching and teaching. She's just coaching and teaching. And um, we're going to dive deeper into what manifestation is and to how trauma relates to it. Uh, so if you feel like you're manifesting, using your affirmations, you're doing all the work and things are not turning out the way you want, I want you to please listen carefully to this podcast. Okay. And if you have to listen to it again, do it again. <laughs> but yeah, but just please. Uh, okay, Nicole. So we'll get started. Tell us a little bit about yourself so you can everybody can get to know you. Well, I am um, a life coach and I got into this work because I was, um, I had started on my own healing journey. I mean, I, I say started, but started getting really intentional and understanding how trauma had affected the adult that I had grown up to be um, maybe about 10 years ago. And I went to coaching school. And, um, at that time I had, I had just left a really toxic marriage and was immediately in another one that had a lot of similar qualities. And that was, as I, I started to learn about the, you know, if you don't learn the lessons, they'll just keep showing up for Mm -hmm. you. And, um, so within that, and then going along with learning coaching and, and hypnotherapy and all the tools, I, got really deep into codependency because I was, I was like, I can save you. I know all the things that <laughs> will help you through this. <laughs> and um, just, you know, coaching business kept not working because it was so clear that I had so much of my own personal work and I needed to recenter on myself. And along that journey, I got really into manifestation. And like you said, I did the affirmations, the visualizing, the trying to just embody the version of myself that had the things I wanted, but nothing was really coming through until I started to really get deep into my healing and therapy and in coaching and like in facing all the things that I grew up with that led me to believe that my needs didn't matter as much or that I couldn't trust myself and needed somebody else outside me to tell me that what I was feeling was okay. And, you know, it just, the healing was what allowed me to see myself and my role in the world as different. 
Nicole, can I ask you, when you, you were uh, on the second marriage codependency, when you started your coaching practice, I didn't, I didn't quite understand. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I start, I went to school. I was in a one-year program for coaching. Um, and what I was kind of doing you, it simultaneously. What, what made you go there? Was that for a personal thing or was something that you wanted to, you know, pursue like you're doing now or. You know, I had started my own like healing with books by Gabby Bernstein and, you know, um, what's his name? Wayne Dyer and like was doing a lot of healing in that way. And mm -hmm. so I always knew that I used to work in offices and do like accounting and stuff. And I was like, I was like, as I really thought I was healing, I really wanted to do this work for others. I just didn't realize how much farther I needed to go. Not that we're ever just done healing, but I, yeah, I was I mean, still very much in my own story too. And can I ask you when you, when you started your business, were you still in that relationship? The reason I'm asking this is because, you know, it gets a lot of people, they're still healing and sometimes their business doesn't work because they feel like they're a hypocrite, you know, because they haven't, they haven't dealt with their own issues. That, does that make sense? Like, you know, like, yes. how are you going to go and like coach somebody on how to have the best relationship in their life when your relationship is falling apart? You know, and I think uh, I think right. that's one of the things that came out like where Rachel Hollis like a little while ago that it was that it was just like pretending having this perfect marriage, you know, beautiful or everything for Instagram. And meanwhile, they were getting a divorce. So how that's all mm -hmm. I'm asking. How how did you feel? How how was it in your case? Well, yeah, so my first marriage was with an alcoholic who was, you know, pretty emotionally abusive within my second marriage, he was also an alcoholic and there were so okay. many of those red flags. He wasn't abusive in any way, but there was a lot of just like shut down because when someone's addicted, like they're, mm -hmm. you know, they're dealing their, with their own demons. And what I realized rather quickly, I couldn't, I couldn't just run away again. Otherwise I could, I would likely find myself in that situation all over again. And so I spent several years within the marriage healing all the stuff, learning that I needed to take up space, that I needed to get my needs met, even if my husband wasn't capable of wow. meeting some of those needs. So I think when we find that we're repeating the same patterns, it can be really beneficial to learn to heal and grow within the situation when it's safe, of course. And I was safe. And um and then we actually, I left him pre-pandemic, like just right at the beginning of everything shutting down. And since then have really like up-leveled my own life. But then at the same time, he then went on to get the healing he needed. And we are, you know, coming back together in a very slow and, and intentional way. Okay. All right. That's interesting. I'm like, I never heard somebody staying in the relationship and healing at the same time. Because most people or most people I have spoken to or that I know, it's like usually when that healing happens, it's just like by yourself, like I'm going to shut down. 
<laughs> like, you know, get rid of everybody, everybody who's hurting me and I'm just going to go on my own little journey, uh, you know? That. Right. But that's like the, you know, the person who's like, if I could just go meditate and be a monk, then all my problems would be solved. But then you go back in the real world and you haven't learned to navigate real life problems. And so. Well, that's interesting. Be- yeah. Yeah, no, because I was saying that to someone the other day and it's like, I want to start dating again. Like I've been trying to start dating for a while, but it's like the dating game now. It's just like, it's just awful. Like, you know, (laughs) and then that's another thing you manifest and you put in the intentions and it's like, oh, come on, like get something good out there. But um, but at the same time, I know like part of me is like, I love being single, but then I'm like, there's certain things that we know when I, I start a conversation with someone and it's like, I can feel some triggers coming up, you know, like some like, you know, patterns from before. And I'm like, okay, I'm not liking this. I'm not liking this. So I just retreat and I go again and like, I'd rather mm. be by myself. But at the end of the day, it's just like it takes two. I mean, if you want to be in a relationship, you're going to have to deal with some of the things of the other person because everybody's different as well. But you won't know until you are right. in that relationship, right? Well, so true. And we can't really learn the lessons without being faced with them. It's just like with business. Like you think you're going to, some of us, me, think we're going to get it all figured out and perfect and then put it out there. And that's not how it works. Like you, in order to gain clarity and to learn what you need to know, you need to get a little messy and do it. And same with relationships. you got to go out there and get triggered and learn how to navigate those. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know. It's just like, I'm really, because even with friendships, I'm like, oh, sometimes they say something. I'm like, oh, I just want to punch you. And then I'm like, no, breathe. Everybody's different. It's fine. This is not about them. It's about you. (laughs) You It's okay. (laughs) So true. (laughs) All right, Nicole. So let's dive a little bit deeper into what trauma. And the reason why I said like, you have to listen to this, love, is because as Nicole said, it's like you do the work, you put the effort, you know, you're manifesting, you're visualizing, you're putting the affirmations. And and then things just don't happen. And you start going a little bit mad, you know, and people keep telling you, like, you know, you have coaches, they'll tell you, like, oh, it's your mindset. You have to work on your mindset. And you're like, but I am. I am. I'm actually getting up every day, you know, writing in my journal. I'm having my five-minute meditation, whatever it is. And still things don't click. So, um, and Nicole, I was saying to you, because this is what I realized the other day. I think, I think I was writing an affirmation. And it was like, for the first time ever, I actually felt it physically. You know, that I was like, oh, and then I realized that I had healed a trauma, you know, that I had healed something there. And I was like, and you know, that that need of acceptance from your parents. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't need this anymore, you know. So I felt I was like, it was this relief, but it was the connection, you know, it was just knowing, okay, these dots, this is connected. So, um, so tell us a little bit. Well, yeah. So when it comes to things we're manifesting, I think the key lies in recognizing where we're, where we're telling ourselves little lies, like that we believe that, you know, it's just going to come to us. And we're like, if we just stay high vibe enough, it'll come in. But then there's that piece of us that's like, I don't know if this is going to work or we're, you know, we're, looking at other people who have the thing we have and we're noticing the things that we think that they're, you know, that they're better than us. And um, 
and just like taking that as helpful info and leaning into it, not trying to be positive and pretend that it's not there, but leaning into it and investigating. And um, one of my stories of manifestation, and I feel like some people depending on their triggers might see this differently, but I had been um, trying to manifest like each month I would, I would be a little behind and I had raised up my income to an amount that was more than I had ever made in my life. And it was amazing, but I had brought my poverty mindset with me and kept, you know, spending a little too much or Mm -hmm. unexpected bills would still come in. And, um, I had gotten a payday loan. I don't know if you guys have those there, but like a very like 400% interest loan that I was like, I'll pay this off shortly you know, and then nothing came through to pay it off. And so then I got another Mm -hmm. one and I got myself snowballed to where I had nine of these loans. I owed like $25,000 Oh my god! and the monthly payments on them were $5,000 a month, which was way more than I could afford. And I did a lot of journaling and like shadow work on this because I was like, I don't have anybody that I can borrow $5,000 a month from, you know, and, and just digging into like how terrible I felt, how shameful I felt that I had gotten into that situation. And I found myself in this conversation with the universe going, I need help. Like, I don't know how to navigate this. And I am not a bad person because I got myself in this trouble. And that was like the light bulb moment. Like, oh my God, that's, that's the underlying belief is that I'm a bad person. I think I'm stupid and I deserve this mess because I made bad decisions. And um, from that point, like it was, I I had set this boundary prior to that saying, okay, I'm going to manifest $30,000 by the end of this month. I need to get out of these loans and um, move into my new apartment because my lease was up and I was already set for a new apartment. And on the very last day, someone said, it might be time for you to file bankruptcy. There really isn't another way. And I was like, oh my God, that is exactly the only situation. And even though that's not exactly how, you know, I wanted the money to come in and income, but what I was trying to get was relief so that I could start fresh. And that brought me the relief because I faced the fact that I felt like a horrible person for getting myself in this Mm -hmm. situation. And it's like, we all will make mistakes in our life. You know, the addict who goes and gets help, we're not telling them, well, just because you got yourself here, you're a terrible person. You should feel ashamed and just Mm -hmm. give up. We're celebrating them for getting the help they need. Yeah. And thanks for sharing that, Nicole. It's like, I can imagine like going, having that and waking up every day and like, you know, having that, oh my God, all this money, what I've got myself into it. But I think it's like a lot of our money and things like these, like they always bring that part of shame because we were brought up with that as well. Oh, and, and our first instinct, our first reaction is blaming ourselves for things that happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think right. Was- and you can, you can, blame yourself, but then, then you got to move on, like blaming yourself and just sitting in that isn't gonna, isn't gonna help you through it. You have to own it and then, you know, be responsible through whatever it is that caused you to get there. Yeah. How did you get out of it though? 
Well, I mean, the bankruptcy was was what happened, and that was that was the most beneficial decision. And um, I shared it with the people that needed to know and took ownership of like, yes, I made this mess, and you know, I'm so sorry for everyone that it's negatively impacting. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then just honored the fact that bankruptcy is a thing that's available to people, and if other people are able to do this and use it as a catalyst for creating better things in their life, then that was, I was allowed to do that as well. Like it didn't make me a bad person to accept help. And can I ask you that, that feeling of being a bad person, was that like something based on a trauma that happened to you at a certain point in your life or something that, you know, it's just, okay, I'm just a bad person. No, it's one that has come up so many times. Like, you know, when I yelled at my kids, I was a bad mom. When I, you know, when I didn't do my homework, I was a bad, it it was a pervasive like story as I grew up that like, if I didn't do what I was supposed to, excuse me, I was bad. And so I found myself always like trying to justify um, whether or not I was bad or good. Um, because that might make me lovable. And that was one of those things where um, I have memories of my mother. um, I was left by my mother at age two. And I remember her leaving and leaving me with people. And I was chasing down the road, screaming and asking her not to leave. And, you know, and so then that story of being left showed up in many ways throughout the rest of my life. And so being a bad person is like that trigger that comes up for me that if I'm bad, I'll get left. Oh my God. I'm so sorry, Nicole. Sorry to hear that. Um, Thank you. It's, I mean, I've done a lot of work on it, but you know, you see these things, it's like you spiral in healing and you see it show up at like next levels. Yeah. And it gets easier. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I hate when, like, I, I'm going to say this, you know, because I hate when people are like, oh, well, that makes you stronger. And it's like, no, nobody at that age should be going through what you, you've gone through. You know, it's not, I mean, a, a little kid at the age of two doesn't you know it's going to get stronger because now you went through your healing process. But what if you didn't? You know, there's a lot of people out there that right. don't, that they just keep living their lives and, you know, and going into from one bad relationship into another bad relationship or even worse things, you know? Um, so. Right. Yeah. I mean, not everybody's lucky enough to have that one person or that one thing that they see that's like the catalyst to make them, you know, believe that something better might be out there for them. Yeah. Well, like, you know, it's, I, th- I think for some of us, like we're, we are healing, it just gets to a point for you that you're like, I can't take this anymore, you know? I think in my, mm-hmm. in, my, in my case, it manifested also with a bad, like, you know, toxic relationship, but it was just, it was just, I think physically my body couldn't take it anymore. So I started like, you know, developing all these different illnesses that I never thought I was able to have. So it was just like, okay, what is going on? Something has right. to change here, you know? And, and then the head, I think my head was going at, at a speed and at places, at dark places that I never knew of existed you know and it was just like, I think that point for me was like oh, I can't take this anymore I can't take it you know and it had to change but then right. 
you know, for other people, it's like, okay, well, they go back and drink alcohol, they resort to drugs or any other thing just to avoid those voices or whatever is going in our heads, you know? So. Right. And that I think is such a big piece. It's like, if you're going to try to avoid it, you're never going to get through it. And I honestly, I can't say where the initial spark of hope came in, but somewhere along the way, I got a little seed of hope and hope I think is one of the most powerful emotions. And so even though it took me years to like really break through several of these bigger issues, that hope just stayed there and it was like, not going to let go. You know, it kept telling me something better is out there. Just keep seeking. And, and Nicole, how can I, can I ask you, how did you change the narrative? Now, if you, if you mess up, because we are just, we're human, we just do these things, you know, what, what do you tell yourself mm-hmm. instead of being like, I'm a bad mom or I'm a bad person? Like, what's your narrative now? Well, now when I get into that kind of dialogue, um, I will often like flip the script and like see how I would treat somebody else that I love. And so thankfully now I'm able to recognize it more quickly. And then for me, it just, it's like role-playing. I go, if my daughter came to me with this and said that she was a terrible person, I would obviously tell her she's not, you know, I would obviously be able to have compassion. And so then that gets me in that energy of compassion and then I can flip it around back on myself. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so sweet. It's true. It's like I had a client the other day that she kept saying these things and I was like, I wish you could see yourself the way I see you because I can't see all those things mm-hmm. that you're telling about yourself, you know? And, and I think that's right. We can be so harsh on ourselves. Like, you know, you wouldn't go and tell somebody the things that you tell yourself. Like you wouldn't go tell, like you wouldn't right. go tell your daughter those things or your best friend or I don't know, your partner, you wouldn't go tell them that. And then here we are sometimes like telling ourselves the most horrible things. Mm-hmm. I think it can be helpful also to, to actually, you know, I don't know if you have like helped your clients with like going down the worst case scenario, but um And to actually like face what you feel is the darkest thing. And one of the things that I did when I was um, going through like what felt like my dark night of the soul and all the shame around the money thing was I, I went to my ex and I said, I need to tell you something like, here is everything that I have done. And I think you can only do this with somebody that, you know, you can trust to hold that space for you. But I was like, here are the things I'm believing about myself. And I'm curious if you would be willing to like sit with me in this and like talk with me about how I'm reckless and how I'm irresponsible and how I'm all these terrible things. And what he said was, you know, as far as like how I see you holding your back, yourself back, it's that I see you're a dreamer and you know, seeing it from his perspective that like, he didn't see me as a terrible person and sure I might have gotten myself into trouble, but it was because I was a dreamer, not because I was a crap person. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, it's the, it's the change of wording that makes a huge difference, doesn't it? It does. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I think, I mean, I think we should normalize more our successes than pointing out the errors that we do, 
you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, I did like <laughs> this is why I was asking you. It's so interesting that you've done this healing journey being with somebody. Because the other day I kind of told one of my friends to go to hell because she did. She did. She did point out something that it was like that it really hurt me. And I was like, well, you're telling me this. Why can't we celebrate something good about me instead of you pointing out this thing that it really hurts me? And that is not a big deal either. You know, I think like that's the thing that right. sometimes we make out as something small, something so big. But because there's so much trauma in it, it does trigger. It keeps triggering the same thing, you know. Right. Well, it triggers this belief that like you at your core are bad in some kind of way, rather than being, you know, you make wildly um, excited decisions without gathering all the necessary data in my, in my case. Yeah. Um, That like, that doesn't mean I'm a bad person and you know, whatever it is that your friend told you, it probably means whatever it is on the surface. It doesn't mean you Maria are a, an unlovable person you know yes (laughs) but that's what I'm saying like sometimes it's it's that you know it's that word or something that it does it does it triggers the trauma and that's why I found like I wanted to have this you know have you here in this podcast to talk about this because sometimes it can be something so slight that you don't know what it is you know And, and and it just your brain goes into this reaction and then you your face changes mm-hmm. to this anger and you're like, oh, oopsie, what happened there? You know, uh, and also because the other person doesn't know you. That's why I said like sometimes it's not I don't think we get angry at people. We get angry at the situation because the other person could not. There's no way they can know everything about us and things that happen to us and like our traumas and all the things that we carry. Right. Right. So. Right. Well, and I think. um you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff, when we recognize we're triggered, I've, I've worked with several uh, amazing women over the past little while who have taught me a lot about shadow work. And when you feel triggered, when you feel like somebody's saying that you're this thing that you're like, you know, and you want to reject that instead, like, what if you said, I am like, that is one of the things I do. And I, I hear you, you know, like I, for me, I am reckless and I make wildly irresponsible decisions sometimes. Once I stop pretending that I can reject that and I integrate that with myself, then I can allow it to be. And then it's not like me thinking that I'm pushing it away and, you know, pretending to myself that I'm not that thing. And I, I can start to work with it rather than. Yeah. I against like that. it that's very interesting you call yeah yeah accepting accepting that I, I finally accept yeah. it it's like I'm the black sheep of the family and it's fine it's okay I can live with that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna try to pretend yes, to like, be anything else <laughs> right and there's a reason for the black sheep like they're here to be the awakeners you know <laughs> even if people aren't quite ready for what they're awakening them to I, I know yeah well I don't I only realized that when I start meeting more black sheep so it's like oh, okay I'm not the only one then <laughs> which is great <laughs> right <laughs> yes okay Nicole if anybody wants to reach out to you get to know you better and work with you where they can find you on uh well I'm on Instagram as wildly worthy women woman <laughs> one of those two yikes 
<laughs> and then also I have my Facebook group, Wildly Worthy Women. And that is where uh, we are building a community of women, lifting each other up and um, just, you know, getting, getting to know each other and, and our blocks and stuff like that. Okay, awesome. All right, lovey. And can I ask you now, what does um what does it feel for you now doing what you what you love, like helping people heal now that you have healed most of your parts? Like, I mean, we said it before, there's not there's a never there's a continuous journey doing, you know, healing. It's like it, it never stops. It's it gets easier, but it doesn't stop. Yes. Yeah. It feels amazing because it's like, I needed to get to that place where I could own like, wow, I have done all of this work. I am darn proud of myself. And now, now I feel like I get to take people that distance as well. That like when they're seeing things that they want in their life and they're not coming in Mm -hmm. and they're starting to question, like, maybe that thing isn't for me. It's like, no, it's for you. Let's get you there. You have everything you need. You are fully worthy of it. Let's get you there. Yes, I love it. Love it. So it's, it's true. It, it is. You have to get down to the point that, you know, there is something there that happened. Somebody said something or, you know, trigger something in you that you can bring in with you for the rest of your life. No, and, mm-hmm. and, and it is it's that block that is like no matter how many times you write that affirmation. It just it just won't click like you know but uh nicole thank right you, you gotta turn around and look at the thing that you're dragging with you and go oh that's yeah. why this <laughs> yeah. doesn't make it's, sense yeah <laughs> and it doesn't belong to me anymore so we're gonna leave it somewhere on the road mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nicole thank you so so much lovey i will drop your links on the thread and uh, i really appreciate you being here thank you for your insight and thank you for sharing your story very powerful thanks Thank you, Maria. This was so fun to chat with you. Thank you, everybody. And we'll catch you the next time. So if you have any questions, you know where you reach, you know, drop it in the podcast or just reach out to Nicole. I'll drop everything here. But uh, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Okay, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business. I am Maria C. Krause and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, like, be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are. Bye.